afternoon, konnichiwa, mahalo, welcome to another episode of Broken and Blessed with your host, Jimmy James Boggs and Adam Ignatius Bird. <laughs> That's right, you didn't know that was on your birth certificate, did you? That's right, Ignatius. Ignatius. That's a good one. I use that for everybody, I'm, yeah, so I'm gonna write that don't down. be offended if someone says, hey, that's my middle name too that James gave me. I think it's just a great name. I like that. I've never been called Ignatius. That's awesome. I love it. Thank you. How are you doing, brother? Welcome, man. It's like a gift. Yeah. It's a gift that keeps on giving, Clark. (laughs) I love it. I love it. How are you doing? Man, I'm doing awesome, man. How are you today? Fantastic. Thank you for asking. You upbeat, positive, feeling good. Um, You look healthy. Well, it's <laughs> it's a good thing you only see me from the shoulders up because I'm definitely I'm definitely healthy in the midriff. Area, I'll tell you what. I hope it's not a no pants Thursday. Yeah, it's definitely. <laughs> yeah, since this uh, COVID nineteen thing yeah. is broken out, everyone's been doing this I'm, teleconferencing, yeah, yeah. and the joke is like they wear. You know, my my wife puts her 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 OCP top on, and you know she's got her hair uh, in regulations, but she's like wearing like workout pants on, on, on the bottom you know? so apparently it's a thing i'm so. practicing my social distancing uh, done yeah i <laughs> love it i love it i've been doing that as a warrant officer for 12 years <laughs> is he uh, here is he not yeah. here i don't know doesn't I don't, matter i don't know oh no, I, I am wearing I'm wearing shorts uh, actually, Good. which I Thank often you. oftentimes do. Yeah, uh, because there's always warm. The weather's getting warmer there, too. Oh, it's supposed to be beautiful today. So there's yeah. often times where I do these teleconferences where I, 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 sometimes I have to you know adjust in my seat and I'll stand up yeah. just enough and I'm like. But I'll have to look down just to make sure. I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, we're good. I got dressed this morning. Yeah. We're good. So no one wants to see them tidy white. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 this show is not sponsored by Haynes, uh, but yeah. if you work for Haynes, we're open to the suggestions. So, uh, speaking of the show, what do we got for everyone today? We have uh, today's topic. James is so ser- what they want, Adam. Servant leaders. Servant Ooh. leaders. Now, I, I say servant yeah. leaders. I know some of you are sitting there like servant. I don't. I don't understand it. I don't, I don't understand. Well, we're, we're we, getting ready to yeah, explain it to we, them. We're about to. We're about to drop some serious knowledge on y'all. That's all right? right. James, start it off. Break it down for you, shotgun style. Well, you know, servant leader. I think that's a. Um, I, I think uh, you know, break it down. Uh, but looking at leadership, that's just a, a misused term. today. I I think we don't, we don't define it. We don't live it. Um, So I think the adage of servant before it uh, really humbles the term leader, but, but adds an aspect that's been missing for so long. So I think it's a very important term to add before leader. So do you have Um, to be like a, a servant before you can become a leader? Um, I, I think, uh, no, you don't have to be, I think you have to understand your roles and responsibility as a leader. And if, uh, but there, there is a difference between just a leader and then a servant leader. Um, okay. Because you could be, you don't need to be in a position of leadership to lead. I was just going to ask, do you have to be in a leadership position? No, to lead? Okay. No. Okay. I, I look at, look at today's day and age. I think this is a time for human mankind to shine 
and and especially with social distancing, right. we may not have a lot of people around us, but you could still be a leader. You could lead by example. Um, and, and you know, hey, you they're bad leaders out there. Oh yeah. So leadership yeah. just doesn't doesn't confine itself or be defined by those who are doing good. There are people who are leading by bad example. So I like to add the term servant leadership because it humbles the term. It, it, it puts us in a position of saying, you know what? You're not on top. You're not the guy with uh, the corner office with all the windows. Um, servant leadership is the guy, uh, if, if you look at the, the picture of the guy on the bottom holding a platform and everyone who works for him or her, he's, he or she's supporting, lifting them up, making them better. Right providing the the foundation for them to succeed that servant leader is humbling themselves before God and before people I really like that terminology servant leader and, and then the way you painted that picture I I see it as like you, you almost think of like the guy with the you know the world on his back yeah that that yeah. that uh, that sculpture yep. you know kind of a thing um it, I don't know why I shared that just now but that's you know, whatever. It's, it's kind of like what I no, pictured when you're saying that, you know, but look at, look at, you know, we, we, we tend to look at a pyramid. We, we turn, we tend to have the pyramid where the leaders on the top and everyone's below them. And you make that person higher as we build the corporation. Right. Well, I like to look at the inverted pyramid at the point on the bottom and that leader supports everything. And it's important to use a pyramid as that, because if you don't balance that correctly, if you tend to focus on mission accomplishment and not troop welfare or personnel welfare, uh, if you tend to focus on a certain group of people and build them up more than you build this up, that, that pyramid will teeter and it'll fall. Right. So a leader needs to learn balance, needs to find their 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 business chi, their leadership chi, if you will, but they, they need to be focused. And uh, there's a great role and responsibility to a leader. And the servant leader views the pyramid inverted where they are the support. Everything falls on them. If you let it fall on other people, you're wrong. Sorry. <laughs> That's kind of, uh, kind of a, Big pill to swallow. Yeah. Well, if someone's willing to how step do, into do, those do, positions, I think they need to swallow it. How do you, how do you become a servant leader? Like, is this something? That, and I don't mean to sound like, hey, is there a job application I need to fill yeah, out? Yeah, yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, go on LinkedIn. Yeah. Or yeah. Go on Indeed and apply. But, but, but because, um, I, you know, you said there's, there's a lot of bad leaders out there, and, and I'm sure you and I, you know, with our backgrounds that we have, we've, we've probably seen a few. Uh, I know I, I, I have, um, and, and both in the corporate world and from the military side of things, but how do you, you know, the servant leader side of things, do you, do you see it as a, uh, I want to take on this role and this is what I'm going to do. Or, or is it something that somebody's just kind of gifted, <laughs> gifted with? <laughs> Well, you know, but, but leadership roles, I mean, you could, you could go about it in many different ways. I mean, maybe you do apply for a position and you get hired 
or, or maybe you've created something, you're an entrepreneur or, or, but, but a servant leader, I, I think, uh, as a, a, a patriarch of the husband or the husband of the family, the father of the family, um, you know, uh, I am a servant leader. My wife is a servant leader in our family because we lead our children. We both have roles to fulfill. And if she's not a servant leader in our family, well, she's going to give a bad example to our children. Amazingly and thankfully, she does an awesome job at it. She shows them that she puts God first. Humility, right? Right. We're, we, we are nothing without God. We need God first. It goes back to our other episodes. Why are we doing what we do? But then she, she shows them a strong worth ethic. She shows them to be dedicated to a cause and that her, her role is, is, is she can't put herself above other people. She needs to put herself uh, in a supporting role to make sure that the, the war fighters taken care of, that the commanders so are you, taken care of. Do you think the leadership in, in today's society, when we, we, we use the word, not servant leader, we're, I'm focusing on the word leader at the, at the moment. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of people uh, at, at the top or, or they're leading for the, you know, they, they try to lead from the front and, and not from the, from the back. You, you hear a lot of, well, leaders lead from the front, not from the rear. And I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that a hundred percent. And I think this is a prime example. Servant leader is like what you're describing kind of in the, in the, in the back, but, but doing it, they're not doing it where they're just, you know, pushing people forward as, as you see a lot of images online that, oh, that person's a so-called leader and they're, they're in the back, just kind of cracking the whip, if you will. I don't, I don't look at it like that. I look at it. If you're in the back, it's, you're giving people opportunity to grow and to lead and you're guiding. Would that be a better, like guiding them to, you know, to move forward. Well, I, I think a leader understands all positions that that they're in charge of, right? They they know what the point man's doing. They know what the the person in the mail room. If you look at that as the the you know the the old adage. Here's James again. <laughs> the old adage, right? Um, you know, start out in the mail room and work your way up. Well, the leader should know who's in the mail room, what the people in the mail room are doing, and how to help those people succeed if they want to move up the ladder, whatever uh, job or position they're in or whatever company they're running. So a leader needs needs to be down in the mailroom sometimes. A leader needs to understand what it is to be mid-level management. Uh, so the leader can lead from the front if need be and lead from the back if need be. They need to be able to be everywhere at all times and know, understand what positions those people are in. If they don't, who are they leading? They're dragging people with them. Do you find that that servant leaders make? Do you yeah. find? <laughs> do, you, do you find that that uh, servant leaders make better overall leaders? Uh, let me let me rephrase that. Do you find that servant leaders tend to be? Better coaches or, or or help mold other future leaders. Let me put it that way. Well, I think it goes without saying, right? So, servant in the term itself is a person who's humble, right? Right. Okay. Uh, uh, great book. I'm not. I'm not. I don't get. We don't get paid for this, but I'm going to plug a book here. Tony Dungy wrote Servant Leader. It's a great book. It's an amazing book. 
And, and first and foremost, he talks about his relationship with God. He talks about how he's been humbled throughout life through not listening to God. But when he did listen to God and when he trusted God, what a great influence and impact he's had on people's careers. And, and, and yeah. I think there's a guy there who's, who's been put in a position uh, and used that position, that platform, to drive the purpose that God has given him um, to, to be that servant leader and, and uh, to have an influence and to mentor to mentor people's uh, lives, right? Um, yeah. I like that. I write that down. You said it was Tony Dungy? Tony Dungy. All right. Um, what else can we talk about with, with, with servant leaders? I'm, I'm trying to think of a question. I don't know how to word it. I, I just see, I see people, uh, I, I see somebody in the front of a classroom on, a, on like a whiteboard and f- with a room full of, of uh, you know, probably 15 people. Um, and and the, you're talking about leadership. You know, yeah, there's there's so many leadership books out there. There's different leadership styles. But we're talking specifically about servant leadership. And I love the fact that you bring up uh, being humble. I think that's such an important thing to be in life is you you really need to be humble and as a servant leader being humble you don't want if you if you start getting arrogant you don't become a servant leader anymore chances are you you think you're a a really good leader and and i hate to break it to you if if that's what you think then chances are you're you're probably not um um yeah i i would uh i would agree with that um or sorry um you know, Tony's book, Tony Dungy's book is mentor leader, mentor, sorry, not okay. a servant leader, right. mentor leader, but, but it's, it's the same, uh, the same responsibility, right? A mentor is putting someone before them to better that person. Um, now you could be a bad mentor, but I think in all generality, um, a mentor is someone who is looking out for, uh, the success and betterment of others. Yeah. So, uh, could they be given some bad philosophy? Maybe, but I think uh, uh, all in all, a mentor is someone who who wants to help guide someone along. So, so that would be mentor slash servant leader. Same. Yeah, absolutely. Because even a servant leader, uh, someone who is in a leadership position, is always trying to better somebody that he support he or she supports, right? If you're afraid of someone taking your job, then then you only care about yourself, right? So glad you brought that up. You're, you're not a leader at that point. You, you fulfill a management position um, and you might carry out management tasks. You're not leading anybody. Um, You're stifling individuals. So you need to really look at the, how, how you're treating other people. Would it be safe? Uh, Would it be safe to say, excuse me for interrupting. Would would it be, would it be safe to say that as a, as a, true servant leader you should let's use the corporate structure you, you brought up manager right mm-hmm. so if, you, if you're managing let's say 13 people that manager's job is to lead the 13 people how they can take his job so, absolutely absolutely fair enough is that a fair fair enough because if that person could make that company better that i'm training then so be it because then my outlook is for the betterment of this company, not the betterment of myself. Right. Unselfishness. I, I love it. Servant leaders. Yeah. 
I mean, and it's it is a hard pill to swallow. It's a hard path to go down because look at what we're taught in today's society. Look at our our priorities. Right. right? (laughs) Go back to to last episode is um, if we're putting ourselves first, if we're looking out for number one and that's what our society tells us to do. Look out for yourself. Look out for number one. Then you're right then you're right. We're, we're, we're going to look out for numero uno. We're not going to care about anybody else, Man. what it takes to get there. Um, and then we miss the mark. We miss the opportunity to help someone else better themselves. We don't share with what God has given us. It, and our society teaches that. It, and you know it, what? It I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to poke the bear. Okay. You ready for this? All right. You ready for this? Yeah. I feel more times than none, the U.S. military teaches us to look out for ourselves. That, ooh. I know. I know that hurts. That's a big poke, James. It is a big poke. Not intentionally. Okay, so not elab- elaborate on that then. I will. You look at our, look at the OER and the NCOER okay, yeah. system. Right. That teaches you to look out for yourself. It, it, it forces individuals to, to do stuff that makes you look better. And at, at whatever cost it takes, whatever way we can implement something that makes you look better, it, it provides that opportunity. And it, it casts it in a light that it's okay, right? And we use that as a, a measuring tool, litmus test, a grading, uh, a grading scale of, okay, how are you better than everybody else? How am I better than everybody else? Man, I, I don't, I want to, I want to help everybody else. Yeah. Maybe if, maybe if that litmus test was, Hey, how did you help other people? How many people did you make better? That's what your NCOER said or your OER, right? How did you become, how did you become that servant leader by propelling the success or perpetuating the success of everybody that you were surrounded by, either lower rank, same rank, or higher rank. How did you make, how did you come into your unit and make it a better unit? Not make yourself better. So that's what I mean by that. Yes. So that that does, that does may strike at the heart of some people. And whoever the guy was who or girl, whoever created OERZ and is like, oh, how dare you say that? Whatever, man. I think those are bad litmus tests because then it makes people, forces people to create silly things. Sorry for my terminology, stupid things. Uh, I created uh, this uh, this online test where people had to go and sit for four hours and tell me how they're going to escape if they ever got captured. <laughs> it's called SEER 100. <laughs> Dumbest thing ever. But some guy put it on his OER, right? <laughs> and for 10 years, I had to sit there and take it. After I went through SEER school, I had to sit there and show how I could escape being captured on a video game. Stop. Nonsense. Right? Those are the things I'm talking about. There's a million other other examples. Yeah. But but that's what I think the military does a bad job at because every every captain who hasn't been to the captain career course is trying to get into command or who has been to the captain career course and he's doing he or she's doing everything to make themselves better than the other person. But that's not the that is not the mentality and the image we should have of our commanders at such an early place on, but they're trying to fight for promotions. They're trying to fight for that top block. So you think that that, that could be a disconnect there where, where a lot of people... It's a huge disconnect, but okay. it's, not a, it's not a disconnect. 
it's connecting the wrong thing to the wrong thing. Right. No, I to- we're, we're I totally see what you're in saying. Something that that's not making better commanders. Right. We're plugging in something that makes better individuals. Gotcha. And it doesn't make them a better individual. It perpetuates it perpetuates the su- success of an individual while sacrificing everybody else. That's why I'm going to lay that out. Sorry if that offends people. Right. Don't don't apologize because that's 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 the, I never really looked at it that way. But but I can totally see your point of view and where you're coming from on that. It makes total what sense. If, what about if you know? And, and we've we've tried to counteract it by peer reviews. Ah, peer reviews are bad because if you don't like me, then you can say something bad about me. Right. Say I'm toxic, whatever. But what about what about if? Okay, so as a, a, a first sergeant or a, a maybe even sergeant first class or a captain. Uh, you know, take an E6, E7, uh, O3 position, and your responsibility is to mentor 10 other people. And that's what you get graded and evaluated on. How did you help better the success of those 10 other individuals and go ahead and put it on paper? I'll take that. I'll take that any day. Because you know what? I don't care if, if you did all your SHARP training, your EO training, if you got, uh, if you personally got a 300 on your PFT. What I care about is how did you help the three fat bodies you had in your platoon lose 30 pounds and get a 300 on their PFT? Right. Wow. Yeah. You made other people better. Yeah. I feel you. Servant leadership. Servant leadership. Servant but leadership. we look at the individual and how does the individual becoming better? Not is how did that individual make others better? Because here's the, here's the truth. There's truth on it. When you make other people better, guess what? You ultimately become better. Yeah. But you didn't look out for yourself. You didn't have a selfish intention in it. Your intention was purely servanthood. I love it. It makes total sense, man. I never really looked at the military as, as being like, it just, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss for words because my first initial reaction was like, wow, he he really did go there. But then after giving your explanation, it makes total sense. I, I see your point of view from it. I really do. Servant leadership. Take, take, take a, a test subjects. Take a company or take a battalion. Probably work better on a battalion level because you'd have more opportunity. And let them run with that. Let them be the test bed of saying, hey, you know what? From the private, because the private can make the battalion commander better. And if the battalion commander doesn't think he can be made better by the private, he's a selfish, he or she is a selfish, arrogant individual. And they're an elitist. Because, man, I've known some privates come into the military through the Marine Corps and the Army that have master's degrees. They just wanted to serve. Oh, there's that word servanthood. They didn't care about the rank. <laughs> they knew they could come in as an officer, but they wanted to go into the infantry. Right. They wanted to be the low man on the totem pole. Yeah. Because they didn't care about the position. They wanted to serve. And they felt that that was the best position for them to serve in. Makes sense. Because if you looked at the way the, the military was designed back in, you know, uh, even go back into England, uh, where our military gets its roots from, those who were in the officer's position were the higher educated individuals. Right. That's not the case today. No. It's not the case today. Everyone has access to that education. So we have these individuals that are on the enlisted side that are so much smarter 
than or, or, or equal to the individuals who are in those officers' positions. That's why, to me, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stab again that that there's there's really nothing differentiating between the the NCOs and the officers today because educationally wise we're on the same level. So why have that that different those different structures? To me, they're not necessarily needed to the sense of to 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 the mere sense of everyone has the same opportunity to get there. So why have the two differentiating factions? Why have the NCOs and the officers now? I know why we need them because you need the individual telling, hey, listen, I'm in charge and you're going to do what I say to do. Okay, we, we accept that. But why not just have one? Why not just have all officers then? Because you could have a room full of lieutenants and one captain. Captain still outranks everybody and the captain still tells all the lieutenants what to do, but but now we're we're saying, well, hey, you know what? As a private, you're going to get paid this much, but you know what? The lieutenant over there, who's who's probably not as smart as you, he's going to get paid a lot more and do a lot less. But it, but rank structure back in the day was created based upon education and check this out, nobility, because privates and the military back in those days, those were commoners, right? And the noble people were the officers. If you were a commoner, you never made it into the, the the officer ranks because you didn't have a birthright into it. Now, are we saying that you have to have a birthright into it? No, you're nope. volunteer. You're volunteering. And now there are pathways for enlisted soldiers to become officers. Right. But should they choose to do so? Yeah. Should they choose to do that? But if we're looking at it on an educational level, everyone has that opportunity to get those education. And there is no more birthright. No. So why the two different factions? It's just a matter of what career path they want to take at that yes. time. That's it. Yes. But they're, they're, how we should portray it now is, is you you could go into, you know, okay, everyone, even the lieutenant, they know no one starts out as that lieutenant anymore. Everyone starts out as the private. And then at a per, certain point, maybe sergeant or staff sergeant, then you break off if you want to stay enlisted or you want to go officer. Right. And it's at that sergeant point, which I think would make better lieutenants if they had worked their way up from private. Right. Then at sergeant, they become the lieutenant because then by the time they're a captain, they have more experience. Sorry, I'm going down the military tangent yeah. on this. No, that's, but it, I think, makes sense. but if you, how, how is it in the corporate structure? Well, I mean, yeah, same, you, same, you, same. You way. start out There's at the so bottom many, and you yeah, work your way yeah, up. Yeah, the same, same thing in the corporate structure. And I've said that for years and, and I've, I've, I've but the military, off. we give someone with the college education to come in at the lieutenant, but they have no experience. But see, that's and it works like that in the in the in the. In the there's uh, there are places in the corporate structure like where it does. You know, Fortune 500 companies, and I I can speak from experience on this. I could not advance. Uh, I was a I was the a manager. I was in a management position. So it'd be like a lieutenant position if you wanted to, or, or yeah, lieutenant position. Uh, where I was in charge of a, pl- a platoon, if you will, right? I had 13 people. And I couldn't get to the captain's position because I didn't have an education. I didn't have my degree. My, my, my degree right. at that time. But that's where that's where you restructure it. But it didn't right? have yeah. Didn't have any didn't didn't matter what my my 
uh, experience was. It was just because right. I didn't have that piece of paper that said I have a degree. But that's why they they that's why you take because you learn from the ground up from a private to sergeant. Mm-hmm. And at that sergeant period, if you want to advance up, you get your degree, right? Mm-hmm. But with that experience coupled with the degree, you understand the company, you move forward. If you want to stay on the lower management side and move laterally, you stay enlisted. Yeah. Right? Yep. That's the way it should be. No one should come in because here, here's my here's my opinion. Uh, someone just because they have a degree doesn't mean they should be leading people. But a but a lieutenant <laughs> is in a leadership position right off the bat. Why? Yeah. And, Why? And I've seen a lot of that where that's oh. not a mis- the big mistake on some. Listen, yeah. folks. Sorry, sir, went down the road on that. That was a rabbit hole. Sir, I felt that you led me down that. I, you're welcome, uh, <laughs> sir, sir. Servant leaders, ask yourself: Are you are you a servant leader? And if if the answer is no, why? Uh, maybe, maybe it's because you don't. Maybe it's because you don't want to be a servant leader, and that's fine. There's people out there that just do not want to be in a leadership type role. Totally understandable. James used the uh, inverted pyramid uh, as an example. You, not all leaders lead from the front. You got to be in that no, support yeah. role. You got to be in that support role uh, as well. As we're coming up on time today, folks, servant leaders is the topic. Uh, if you have questions about servant leaders, uh, we want to hear from you. Uh, you can email us at brokenblessed2020 at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at uh, Broken and Blessed. Make sure you reach out to us. We want to hear from you. And uh, James, I think this was a, a great topic, servant leaders, because uh, it put a lot of things, even for myself, into perspective. I've, I've been fortunate enough to work for Fortune 500 companies. Uh, I've been in the military, uh, such as along with, like, with you, uh, and we've seen. I've I've been fortunate enough. I've been blessed uh, to see both sides of, of the coin. Um, be a servant leader. Build other people up. Make that a priority in your life um, to help others. Be a servant leader. James, what do you have? So, you know, they're, they're, what I love about the Bible, anytime you want to learn something, A, grow closer to God, but see what God has to say about different aspects in, in our life. Um, if you just Google leadership or leader verses in the Bible, um, this is a great one that you could apply uh, not only, yes, to God first, um, but to others. And it's John 3.30. And John 3.30 is very simple. It says, he must become greater. He, meaning God, must become greater. I must become less. A servant leader puts God first. They become less. If we put ourselves more important than God, then God becomes less important. That's not a leader. Um, And then the same is true with God who, who he puts us in charge of as servant leaders, they need to become more, we need to become less. The more we put our, our important uh, or, or, or our status, our elitism, our, our position above others, they become less and they become less important. We see less of them, right? It's, it's a guy who's out in front of his formation, puffing his chest, 
He doesn't see who's behind him, but the leader who's behind the scenes, who's taking care of those soldiers that he's perpetuating and propelling forward, they become more, we become less. What was that uh, that verse again? John 3.30. Thank you. And it's simple, but it, it's so profound. Very. Servant leaders, folks, that's all the time that we have. Uh, James, any parting words for the uh, fine folks that are listening to us? You know, if there's, if there's people out there who are hurting, there's people out there who have needs, uh, be it uh, talking to someone, heck, even if it's financial, please reach out to us at brokenbless2020 at gmail.com. Hit us up. Let us know what's going on in your lives. We'd love to hear from you, but we would also love to connect you, connect with you on a more uh, intimate and spiritual level if we could help out in any way. Hit us up. Let us know how we're doing. Tell us to stop if we stink. <laughs> so, or at least um, tell us how we can adjust fire. <laughs> how we, yeah, how we can adjust fire. Um, but, but we love you guys that are listening out there. We hope you have a wonderful God-filled day. And um, thank you. Until next time, folks, you've been listening to Broken Blessed. We will see you on the other side.